Coming up on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, we got a very important question for you. Are you Team Godzilla or are you Team King Kong? Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Oh, hey there, listener. Welcome to episode 177 of the Magnificently Huge Podcast. This is Chris. This week, along with Eric and Brian, uh, it's a big, dumb podcast about a big, dumb movie about big, dumb monsters having a big, dumb fight. That's the nutshell. I don't know really how else to tell you about it. If you've got any questions, just look at the title, Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, it's the heavyweight super fight of the century, or so they'd like us to believe that basically it's a giant ape versus a giant lizard with uh, magical powers and a big axe. Yes, that shows up later. Spoilers. That's literally it. It's a movie about a big fight that takes 90 minutes to get to, and then everything gets destroyed. So if you like what you hear, send us an email, magnificentlyhugeatgmail.com. We're on Twitter, at MagHuge. We're on Facebook, Magnificent Huge Podcast. We're on Instagram, Magnificent Huge Podcast. Ah, Couldn't even spit that one out. Or you can head over to our website, maghuge.com or you can go to Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever, whenever you find your podcasts. Uh, but hey, do us a favor, click like, share us around, interact with our posts, you know, all that stuff. Uh, we would appreciate it, but mostly just thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy our show about Kong versus Godzilla. It's a big dumb show about big dumb monsters having a big dumb fight over big dumb whatever. Uh, with a lot of big dumb pseudoscience. I'm rambling now because I'm just trying to fill time. So anyway, enjoy the show. Kong versus Godzilla versus Kong versus Godzilla uh, and so on. And so on. Thank you. Roar! Roar! <laughs> Two monsters nah. one monster leave. Oh. Uh, do we really? Okay. Who's... I th- who's I- I think yeah. I think I think it was great how they used all those Shakespeare references. Uh you yes. know, like like ah! <laughs> Oh oh we'll get into it. We'll 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 get into it. Yes. Okay. Is, welcome everybody to the Magnificently Huge Podcast where we make fun of things. Uh my name is Brian. Hi Brian. <laughs> okay, on with the show then. <laughs> yeah, I'm still uh, trying to get my bearings after watching Godzilla vs. Kong, so bear with me. Yeah. Uh, but this is Chris. Hello. I'm. I- <laughs> Thank you. That was what I was actually waiting for. <laughs> yeah, this is Eric. Uh, and hi, welcome Eric. to Magnificently Huge Podcast, where we tell 50 year olds what they should be thinking about this week. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or not. Um, yeah. I got nothing. Who wants to do fresh shit? This shit is fresh! Oh, shit. It is fresh. This stuff is real! Uh, let's see. Who went first last week? I don't know, but Brian, what do you got? Okay. Um, so, watched a movie that I thought was one of those uh, 2000s movies I hadn't seen before. Realized as I was watching it that I had seen it before. <laughs> that and <it> good. Just... <laughs> For, yes, I had yeah. I, I watched the instantly forgettable extract. 
Uh, Extract is a Mike Judge movie oh. starring Jason Bateman and Mila Kunis. Right. That's got it's got some moments, but yeah, it's definitely no Office Space or Idiocracy. Um, no, yeah, not at all. I mean, it, it does have a young T.J. Miller. It's got Kristen Wiig. It's got Ben Affleck as like this really this this stoner bartender that just gives the worst possible advice. Um, but yeah, it is just sort of a small movie and and you feel like there's all the pieces are there and it just doesn't hit yeah you know it's it's kind of like when office space hit and he had the whole we got to do the bank account thing and then oh shit it's fucked up and then they scramble but that was totally second or even third to the goings-on that were happening whereas this it's like all set up and then barely any payoff yeah so extractism is a movie about Jason Bateman runs a flavor extract factory and J.K. Simmons is his really basically the guy who runs the place and there's an accident in the factory and one of his workers loses a nut and uh, then there's like all of this positioning for who's going to sue who for what and and Jason Bateman just completely kicks the ball into his own goal and ruins his own life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do like that J.K. Simmons always refers to the people as dingus. He doesn't know any names. Yeah. He's like, uh, you know, what's what's your name? Uh, dingus down there on the on the floor. <laughs> it's like constantly. <laughs> so it's got moments. And then Gene Simmons shows up as like the, the greedy lawyer fuck with. Yeah. Uh, so it's got it's got some fun stuff, but yeah, it's overall kind of yeah. It's like on paper, this is a really funny movie. On on film, not so much. Um, that's kind of how it came across to me. So you you hadn't remembered seeing it at all then, is what you're saying? Yeah, you know, I'm flipping through. I'm like, oh, hey, look, uh, I I remember wanting to see this, and it's got people <laughs> so, I like in it. And so, let's watch it, and then I'm watching. I'm like, I yeah. have seen this. <laughs> how how far did you get into it before you realized that you had already oh, seen it? Uh, my my wife, well, uh, maybe about 15 minutes. But, wow, you know, my wife had not seen it. Okay. Um, you know, well, I mean, the first 15 minutes are basically covered by the trailer anyway, right? So, you know, maybe I just remember the trailer. No, no, I've seen this whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Wife hadn't seen it. It was, it was okay. I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Even, even his bad films though, he's a treasure. He's, he is sort of our Gen X nihilist Wes Anderson. Wait, no, he's our (laughs) Mike judge. Yeah. He's our budget Wes Anderson. Maybe that's it. Yeah. He's our budget Wes Anderson. Yeah. Well, that's he's got he's, he's got a vision and he goes for it. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's really hit or miss because when he is on, he's so on it hurts. But mm-hmm. when he's just kind of flailing about because he's got an idea that's not totally there. Yeah. Yeah. This this is more King of the Hill than Silicon Valley. Yeah. Is what I'll say. Right. Well, I love um, King of the Hill. What you got um, against King of the Hill, man? It just it every time I ever watched it, I was instantly bored. So that <laughs> really okay. Maybe you got to live in Texas to really appreciate it. I think you do. Maybe it's totally yeah. spot on, fucking Texas. That's for sure. So so if you have been damaged by Texas, maybe you'll like King of the Hill. <laughs> I think that's what we're taking away here. Yeah, maybe. Okay. okay. Well, good. So another thing that I don't think either of you will have had any contact with at all. Um, there's a new video game in the world, and I, I played, I, I picked it up and played it, so it's called Outriders, and it is a big new game being released by Square Enix, who make the Final Fantasy games, and it's 
it's getting a lot of notoriety for you have to pay 70 bucks if you want to play it on PlayStation 5, but if you have Xbox Game Pass, it's free. Huh. Um, so Microsoft got a day and date, big budget third party release uh, on their on their service. No, the funny thing is that later this week, uh, it was announced that the next game that's going to be like that is MLB The Show, which is made by Sony. And yet somehow it's going to be free for Game Pass people and Sony people will have to pay 70 bucks. But anyway, nice. um, Outriders, what the hell is Outriders? It it starts out with a good premise and it seems like it's got a lot of ideas. So basically you've been in cryosleep on the last ship that escaped Earth while humans just basically screwed each other over. And uh, you've been in this thing for 85 years and you're coming up on the planet that they're hoping to be able to settle on because it's habitable for humans, and you're part of the initial group of people who goes down to scout, like, hey, can the rest of what's left of humanity land here and, and deal? Kind of like the 100. Ah, I haven't seen the 100. Is that what it is? Uh, they, they kick all their kids out of the, the space station to go back down to Earth to see if it's habitable again. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's Earth in the 100. Yeah. And this, it's like this whole totally other planet. And that's the, that's the part that I thought, okay, they've got ideas. Like, it's, you know, the atmosphere is fine, but like, you know, there's spores in the air, just fungus floating that'll like kill you instantly and things like that, right? So I'm like, okay, they've got a pretty cool premise. They, they, can, they can do a lot of stuff with creatures and the environment that you've just never seen before. And they've kind of got this, big blank slate to work with. And then after about an hour, what ends up happening is you get captured by people who who don't care whether it's habitable or not. They just they just want to get people down. They put you back in cryo sleep and you wake up 31 years later and basically all the people are there and everything sucks and all the people are mad at your group, the scouts, and it just ends up being Another game where you're killing a bunch of humans because they all hate you. And it's like, really, really? Guys, we had like all this potential and now it's just a kill people game. Yeah. Like why even bother with the premise? Just, you know, hey, it's a game where you get to kill people. Yeah, figure it out. I mean, it's a competent game. It's got really nice graphics. It's a cover shooter. So you're you're running from around from cover, you're you're shooting people. It's it's basically intending to be Destiny. They want you to to like squad up with a couple of your friends and play this game for hundreds and hundreds of hours and get all this loot and build this skill tree. And I could have been interested, except that they immediately took away all the parts I was interested in. So not playing you, Outriders, anymore. <laughs> Damn, uh, that's I'm sorry. That's always eh. it. Always makes me sad when you're playing a game that you don't like, Brian. I don't know why. Does it? Yeah. Does it make you sad? I feel invested I, in the games that you play that, you know, may or may not bring you joy. No. Nah, so this makes it a good Game Pass game, right? Because there's no risk. It's like, okay, I had the subscription. It's like a Netflix thing, right? Okay, okay I'm going to check it out. All right. I got an hour out of it that was fun. I got another hour out of it that was like, okay, fine. This isn't for me. And I'm done. And I, you know, I didn't drop 70 bucks on it. Okay, I didn't yeah. put hundreds of hours into it. I'm good. Okay. This is well, going to tie into my fresh shit when we get there. Okay. Okay. Well, that was all I had. Okay. Well, good because that, so. that eases my pain somewhat, knowing that, yeah, you didn't 
pay anything <laughs> asshole <for> <laughs> jesus uh, uh, yeah and 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 next you're gonna tell us about how you you know watched kelly's heroes too or something and you know i'm gonna <laughs> come on wait. dude it's the fresh shit <laughs> well now that you mention it no i didn't yeah <laughs> do you want, oh is, is that my introduction to go shall Some, i go somebody yeah. else go go uh, for it well, speaking of things that have potential, but I'm still not sure about. Kelly's <laughs> Heroes 2! <two. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Set in Vietnam. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, there's a show on Netflix that just started called The Irregulars. Do you know about this thing yet? No. Not yet. What it, is it? It's uh, it's set in Victorian London. And, oh, yes. And it's about the the street urchins that Sherlock Holmes used in his novels to gather information. Oh, okay. Uh, but you never see, well, not yet. I'm only a couple episodes in, but you haven't seen Sherlock Holmes yet. You've just seen Watson, who's hired this particular group of street urchins. And then there's like this weird, like supernatural element involved where there's like people that are turning into sort of like demonic, superpowered beings doing their thing. So it's almost like a Torchwood X-Files sort of vibe. Huh. And then is this is this tied into Enola Holmes? Are we getting a Netflix Sherlock Holmes it's cinematic universe? Different universe, but it's like a tertiary okay. uh, Holmes thing. And you would hate it, Brian, because they use non-diegetic music, like modern music for just random stuff in Victorian, in Victorian, in times, Victorian times with needle drops. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what the so fuck like, are you doing? But then Victorian I'm like, Victorian setting and Fallout Boy. Or well, it's right? like yeah, like like trance music. I mean, it's like yeah. Like something that would show up on like CSI Miami or something like that. But I'm like, I was first annoyed by it, but then I had to pull myself back and go, okay, you understand that you're watching a show set in Victorian London about a fake detective who hires children to search out supernatural things. So I'm cool with it because it's just, you know, everything is bonkers on this. I didn't like it any better when the Peaky Blinders did it though. I mean, that they have a bunch of out of place music and it's like, dude. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I don't so care music. if it's like synths and guitars and it's a score, but if it's like actual songs yeah. that you are like expected to buy or stream or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, it's just, you yeah, know, it's very jarring. And then the other thing is that it's like, I guess it's whatever the new push from like Bridgerton forward. So it's like a very multicultural cast, like the lead, the lead actress is Asian uh, they've got other people of color, men, women, whatever. And so it's like, okay, this is Vic- again, Victorian London and a black guy would not be a Lord owning all this property. I mean, it's like just very jarring things when you like scrutinize it. You're like, no, this is a total fantasy world. It's like, yeah. this is like, like earth two or something. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but it's a good escape is fun. If you're looking for that sort of thing. Uh, and they play fairly loose with the whole Sherlock Holmes aesthetic and that's always fun to see uh so you know it's whatever but it's new and I can't fault anything new right now since we've not had a lot of new uh so you know give us anything we're desperate Uh, I'm watching extract Ah! (laughs) so it's reasonably entertaining if you want something just to kill some time uh so yeah it's it's netflix whatever do what you want like we were watching and my wife is like so what happens if netflix just throws a bunch of money at all these shows and movies and then nobody watches them like would they go out of business 
they they're all VC capital keeping them alive. They can do whatever they want for yeah. at least a couple more years, and then exactly. they have to start showing a profit. That's they why do. I don't get how they stay afloat. Well, I mean, you've got this huge recurring revenue stream. The question is, you know, they're spending more than they're taking in. Like yeah. at some point, that has to change. Yeah. So we'll see. But the irregulars not going to kill them. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's a faint, faint I mean, damning actually, you think these. about it. The first ten years of Amazon, they were running in the red. I mean, they they were just you know they didn't care, and somehow they got it to work. So. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Who? Not me. But that's all I got. Yeah. Well, we, we live in a year now where Netflix is going to get like the best picture Oscar because they're the only studio that released movies in 2020, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, well, you know. God help us. Exactly. Maybe Scorsese will send on another like angry tweet about how that's not really movie. I don't know. Anyway, save us, yeah. Eric. God, God save us, please. Okay. Well, this isn't going to please you. I, uh, okay, so I got a video game machine that plays Nintendo Entertainment System, Super NES, and Genesis games, right? Mm -hmm. The cartridges. Mm -hmm. And if you can get one of these cartridges that uses an SD card, I mean, that is pretty cool because that's like hundreds of games. But then I started thinking about, okay, one of those things that, 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 with the plug-in, and you need one for each system, so that'd really be three of mm -hmm. those. They're like $200. And yep. <laughs> I'm like, two, just, just looking at Super Nintendo, because that's the one I played the least and I'm the most interested in exploring. Two, okay, so I bought this thing already for like 70 bucks, and I'm like, that's ah, a steal. I got to get that. $200, okay. though, for a cartridge that'll play all of the outdated 30-year-old games that I never, I don't even have nostalgia for. <laughs> I was like, I, it, and, 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 and the thing is, I, I, well, first off, when I had cable, when I was living in Los Angeles, I hated it and got rid of it after a couple of months because I kept thinking I'm paying all this money for cable and I'm not watching every channel 24 hours a day. It's like, somehow I feel like I'm leaving money on the table if I'm not watching TV all of the time. It, it, if I had all of the games I would feel guilty not going through and playing all of the game, and I, I'm like, oh, you wow. no, most of them are not worth doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if like I'm spending two hundred dollars for this cartridge that plays this this ROM, I feel almost responsibility to do it. And I was like, that's kind of why I don't, I don't, I don't even like those collections you get. Those games that have like all of the Atari games. Yeah, it's like for two games that are on there. I feel like I wasted my money. So instead I've opted to just go to like get the cartridges for the specific game I want. I nice. don't think I will spend $200 in like individual cartridges for stuff I want to play. But even, even if I did, I would feel so guilty. <laughs> if no, I had no, hundreds of good. games. And, and the truth of the matter is if you have all the games in the universe, you do kind of feel like they've lost their value. Yeah, like, yeah, that too. Yeah, so, so just yeah, I think that's a good a good strategy. Just get the games, the you know the real cartridges, hunt them mm -hmm. down, get the ones you want, and and have your little collection because the the scarcity of the object uh, gives it 
for some reason, more more impact, more value to you. Well, I'm now reminded of all the CDs that I bought and cassettes uh, from albums just because I wanted the one song. But mm-hmm. I figured if I was going to pay money for the music, I would might as well just get the whole album instead of the single. Right. I, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't remember them selling singles after a while. They had like cassette singles and it was- Cassingles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was an abomination. So yeah, I would get the whole <laughs> album. I would record the one song. I would sell it at uh, Zia Records. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But- yeah. So what what have you been actually been playing, Eric? Have you been what, what I, have you put through I picked the, up, this machine? I picked up Urban Strike, which is part three oh. of the Strike series. Uh, yep. When I lived in an apartment with Chris Ryerson, he would always marvel that I could spend so many hours playing Jungle Strike, the the helicopter shoot 'em up, three quarter perspective game. Yeah. This no, this is, is this is what astonished me is that I you would you would play from like seven o'clock until whatever and i would go to bed and then wake up at like six in the morning and you're still playing <laughs> like have you ever yeah. gone to sleep oh fuck no i've been playing all night <laughs> it's like how yeah. do you do that well it's it's kind of it's kind of there's not a lot of moving parts in that how to it's really it's basically i didn't do anything else you know <laughs> it's not like how do you do that it's like how do you how do you not go to bed? Well, yeah, yeah. It's like basically I did nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> it was astonishing. It was astonishing. So, uh, yeah. Though I I will readily admit I probably peed a couple times. Got up, <laughs> came back. Okay, Chris has yeah. just never had the experience where he's gotten full on into a game and and blowing a whole night on it. Yeah. No, not on a game. It happens. Not on a game. It happens. Uh, yeah. yeah. How's, how's how's Urban Strike, Eric? It's it's the almost the exact same game. I don't understand how they made a series out of this. It's just same game, different levels. And in a way, I kind of respect that. It's like if you've got the gameplay right, don't fuck with it. Just 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 add some more levels. Well, that's. I mean, that allows you to like sink more money into the original, and you get your return on investment as you amortize it over multiple products, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. we built this engine. We built all this these graphics we got the thing sorted out yeah of course you want to do it exactly and there's some games i wish they do that more often it's like well, dude you got fallout 4 correct now just make more levels you know put it in another city write different dialogue but leave the game itself the same um yeah so i like it uh i also had two super nintendo cartridges i've bought over the years I had no business buying them because I've never had a Super Nintendo. I just looked at them and went, <laughs> I want I want to possess them in the hopes that someday I get to play them. And one is uh, Super Mario RPG, which I got because it's a very difficult game to find. And I was like, you know, maybe someday. Oh, and that's a good one. It's awesome. I, I, I get now why the Super Nintendo was a favorite system. Genesis was great for all the beat 'em up hack and slash scrolling shooter fighter games. And Super Nintendo has a wealth of RPGs I want to play. Uh, yep. Earthbound, Chrono Trigger, uh, Final Fantasy. You know, it's like these things that I've heard of but wasn't able to play. That's what that's what Super Nintendo's for. And that they made a Mario RPG and it's it is so Nintendo. <laughs> it's just it's just a joy 
it's just I don't know. It, no, Super it, Mario RPG yeah. is a is a legit game, uh, and and it does get its hooks into you right away. You you fire that thing up and you're going, and it's like, okay, I see what's happening here. This is gonna be good. Yeah, show me what you got, game. You know, I loved yeah. uh, Super Mario Sunshine on Game Boy because it had that Mario ness, but you didn't necessarily have to go straight into puzzles and running and. You know, it's like the aggroness of a lot of Super Mario games takes away from the cool design and mm. you know the universe they've built for themselves. That's what I like about this as an RPG, and it's fun. I get why it's it's a hard to find game. And the other the other game, this is this is my last bit on Super Nintendo, uh, uh, Star Trek um, uh, uh, Starfleet Academy. Now in the mm. Early to mid '90s, uh, Interplay had the license for Star Trek games, and they went just just all in on this Starfleet Academy approach. They had like a PC game that had all sorts of live footage with William Shatner, and you go on these missions. And it, it, for the PC at the time, it was pretty good. And then they put it yeah. out on various systems like the 32X and this. And I always, I, I I tried to play every version of it because they're all a little different and they're all pretty bad. And I, <laughs> and I appreciated that. Buddy of mine worked on Vulcan Fury. Um, I was very proud yes. of him. He was one of the, the leads on Vulcan Fury. And uh, his name is Ken. Hey, Ken, if you're listening. And uh, <laughs> definitely check that one out. But I, how is Starfleet Academy? It's It's not good. I mean, it's yeah. you know because it's, it's going to suffer Super from Nintendo. being ported. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's just you can't do as much with it. You you have all the things where you talk to your your professor and you you learn about. It's like yeah, okay, fine. Okay, that's how I turn on a red alert. That's how I use the tractor beam. Okay, fine. And then when you get into the game, your view on the screen, like three quarters of it is your bridge. And people sitting in chairs. And then there's the Star Trek view screen where stuff mm-hmm. is actually happening. And it's like all polygons and difficult to make out. It's it's piss poor. I mean, it makes Star Trek Online <laughs> look really good. You know. But the, I'm the still Star glad Trek I, game have I still it. haven't played and I want to is there is a VR game. Where everybody, it's a multiplayer game and everybody is in VR and you're making up a bridge crew for a Starfleet vessel. Oh. And everybody's got their own like role on that bridge. I, I bet that's that really like great concept. For those people who like are so into Star Trek that they, they band together and they say basically they are the USS Hood, you know, uh, out of. Right. Out of, you know, St. Petersburg, Ohio or whatever. And the USS Hood straight out of Compton. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. It's like there are people who are that into it. Uh, you know, more power to them. Uh, you know, whatever floats your boat, I guess. This may be the most video games we've had in the fresh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. All right. Is that it? That's, that is it. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to get NES Batman because I haven't played that in 30 years and it is one of the best video games I've ever played. Right on. Hands down. Oh, hey, right. guys. I'm back. Did I miss anything? Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Good. 
<laughs> Glad to hear it. All right. I think we're done with the fresh shit. Fresh goes better. Fresh fresh. Godzilla. Ugh, yeah. Whose fault was this? Kong. Uh, Warner Brothers, Legendary Pictures. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I was going to bring it I was going to bring it as fresh shit, but we were talking and it's like, "Hey, there it is. We've all got HBO. Should we just do it? Yeah. Go for the clickbait." I mean, yeah. we did we did the fucking Justice League movie a few weeks ago, so might as well do <laughs> this one. Uh, yeah. it's also the close of whatever this MonsterVerse thing has been happening. Is it I don't. I didn't check. Is there an end credit scene? No, no. That this is like it's a closed end thing, so they can do more if they want. But this is sort of tidying up the four picture uh, thing that started back in 2014 with the Godzilla reboot. So it was like Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and now Godzilla versus Kong. All right, everybody. From here on in, full spoilers for Godzilla versus Kong. Hit it. This shit is spoiled. It's inter- somehow interconnected uh, via like a hollow earth thing. Uh, oh, but a few years ago when, <laughs> when King of the yeah. Monsters came out, we, uh, we did a whole show about it and we basically savaged it because it's awful. I think Eric walked out of that one. <laughs> yeah, I Not did. the podcast, the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he didn't get to see the big finale fight. I believe I, I even literally said out loud, fuck it. As I got up and left. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, by all rights. So we learned from that one that uh, if you spend too much time with the human drama and not enough on the monsters, it's really kind of pointless to do a big giant monster movie. Yeah. Uh, see, that's why I feel like this one, Kong versus Godzilla, is my fault. Because, <laughs> there, like I've said from, from the first, from the 2014 one, yeah. No one gives a living fuck about your human drama. No yeah. one, no one. Stop it. And <laughs> well, and and just get to some some punch up fight ups. Yeah. And and that's what this was. The 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 story element with the people is all secondary and laughable and on purpose not to be taken seriously. It felt very Michael Bay. It felt like yeah, a Transformers yeah. movie, honestly. Well, oh God. Yeah. It's basically it so dumb. <laughs> it's like a movie <laughs> called Godzilla versus Kong. It's like, does anybody go, what's that going to be about? I mean, you just, you don't get that, but when you get into it, it's like, uh, this movie is really not even about Godzilla versus Kong until they get to the 30 minute ending. It's like, come on. Well, I mean, they've got the one fight on the on the boats, I right? Guess. They, they the, set, you know, because they set it up as like, okay, who's gonna win? You know, what team are you on? That was the the question in my car. Uh, what team are you on? And we, we all decided we were on team anything other than humans, <laughs> and really? um, you know, we definitely weren't on team buildings. Um, yeah. <laughs> but or, yeah. <laughs> But it's yeah, uh, it, and maybe that's also the end of that that fucking nonsense of well, the thing in that movie, it's like thousands of people died when Superman threw that that ship into the go fuck yourself. It's a Superman movie. Are you yeah. serious? Uh, that's Are you out the of your mind? Call yeah. right, like get out of the city because Kong's gonna break shit. You know. Well, what's so funny is that it, these are supposed to be interconnected movies, but they give them each to different directors, and they pretty much have their own thing. 
Like, I don't think they even really acknowledge the fact that in King of the Monsters, Boston just got leveled. They don't even yeah. talk about mm-hmm. it in this one. It's like, and then suddenly you're in Hong Kong, and then Hong Kong's yeah. getting leveled. If it's you like, really oh, want to get into the reality of this stuff, the global economy has to be destroyed because nobody can get anything anywhere. <laughs> yeah. All of the ports have been leveled. Yeah. Oh, it's just ridiculous. But yeah, but this so, one just ups the ante with just bonkers. Because it's like now the the hollow earth theory thing is true, and then now there's like that whole subplot. It's like I don't care. I mean, just yeah. oh. get Kong together with Godzilla, have a throwdown, and then oh wait, Mecha Godzilla shows up. I mean, it's like come on. Yeah, I I feel you on that. But here's what I think is like the first Godzilla, the Godzilla from 2014 was trying to be very grounded in reality. Right. Yeah. And like I said, this is where I feel it's like it's my fault because I watched that and I'm like, they didn't show the monsters. They didn't. They concentrated on these human stories that we don't care about. And this time they basically put in as simple of explanation devices as they could. Like, you know, we're (laughs) we're going to go into the hollow earth and this is how they all get around so easily and we're going to get there in star trek shuttles that don't exist yeah. because why not shut up just watch the movie and yeah. as soon as yeah. we can people you know like monsters will start like breaking each other's jaws this movie yeah. is like a dare to the audience okay <laughs> this is a suspension of disbelief this is expulsion of disbelief yes. right. this this movie is aggressively stupid on purpose and it's like insisting no turn off your brain no i mean it turn yeah. off your brain no oh oh your brain's still on how about how about this stupid now will you shut it off okay okay yeah so the, <laughs> it, it's just so it's like there was a nine-year-old boy playing with a Godzilla toy and a Kong toy, and like, and then they're like, "Okay, well, then now what happens?" Um, and now, and now they get their shuttlecraft and they and they fly through the center of the Earth to Hong Kong. Okay, great, that's the <laughs> yeah. script. Good job, Timmy. You know, I love that they yeah, they do the whole wow. Bruce Byrne, H.G. Wells like journey to the center of the Earth thing. Uh. And they get to the center of the earth and I'm like, why is it not pitch black fucking dark or at least yeah, what by is volcanic that eruptions? Like, yeah. Like, why is there a sun in the middle of the earth? I'm <laughs> like, this doesn't grow. Yeah. And like, why is it like avatar <laughs> I, with floaty rocks and yeah. upside down mountains? I'm like, this is the, why does earth not collapse in on itself? Because it's you got know, a hollow shell. I thought <laughs> like at one point with one shot, I was like, they could solve this and show that like on the, the roof land and on the ground land you know what i'm saying like because there's yeah. you know both sides yeah. both sides are like pouring lava into each other from one of these open volcano things and it's like yeah that's what's providing the light maybe you know because there was something in the distance but they wouldn't show it yeah. and maybe they finally said you know what if they really are worrying about the light source these people yeah. need to go to a different movie well, again, it's like, I'm, you know, you, you get angry because it's so ridiculous. And they're like, okay, step back. You're watching a movie where essentially a giant monkey fights a giant reptile. And that should not yeah. be. You know, it's like, like, don't, it, don't overthink it. It, it. it it does. I mean, yeah, this, this whole movie should be called A Real Dragon Wouldn't Do That. But, yeah. um, they, but they do break their own rules constantly. Like, okay, so they get in the Tron container thing to go to where the fuck ever they were going and they literally show you the speed they're traveling okay 600 miles an hour so you're slightly faster than a 747 right now so you're going to be on your way to hong kong for like 
12 hours, yeah. right? No, man, they get through the center of the earth in like seconds, you know? <laughs> it's just, yeah. And it, and you're looking at all of this equipment too from this like monarch or whatever the other billionaire industrialist guy that's got just like ginormous like research and development facilities all over the world and they all have this like super, super tech. I mean, it's like, None of this makes any sense. It's like yeah. this would this is like well beyond Elon Musk levels of crazy trying to shoot a rocket to Mars. I mean, this is like you've literally spent hundreds of billions of dollars, if not more, to get all of the tech that we see here. It's on like, everything yeah. but security. Because yeah, they basically. have no security. Because <laughs> yeah. basically Paperboy from Atlanta is just easily busting into everything you've got. I mean, it's like that's literally every scene. And then the girl from Stranger Things is suddenly able to break into everything you've got it's like come on oh but it's just yeah the level but again is ridiculous again it's like they they you know took all the criticisms i gave of the first one and said oh yeah you okay well if, the, if you don't care about realism yeah. well and the other and, thing that's so stupid is that you have the finally get to the big showdown and they literally just do almost beat for beat the remake of king of monsters only this time, instead of Ghidorah beating down Godzilla, and then they have to resuscitate Godzilla, it's Godzilla beats down Kong, and then they have to resuscitate Kong. And you know then- what, though? I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with all of that, because my, my beef with all of these movies, except for maybe Kong Skull Island, yeah. has been, okay, yes, seriously, we just want to eat popcorn and, and watch some big state-of-the-art monster special effects fight thing. And what they've done in all the Godzilla movies up till now is they keep putting the camera at human scale, and so you kind of see a foot or whatever, you know, and, and shit breaking, but you're looking at the person in the foreground and the monster in the background and just like, why? Why can't I watch the monsters fight? And it's always in the rain, and it's always at night, and you can't see a goddamn thing. This movie was monster fights in the daytime, and if they're at night, there's see. a lot of LED yeah. light. Yeah, yeah, it was lit! I could yeah. see the monster fights. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Sp- spend $200 million yeah. on that. Go. Here we go. <laughs> well, and I, well, I said this before when we talked about King of the Monsters. Like my biggest beef with these is just they're, they're too slick. They're too glossy. And it just annoys me. Because I think about all of the, like, the Toho 70s and 60s Godzilla flicks yes. where it's all yes. like lo-fi. They spend a lot of time on the sets and everything. And it's, I mean, it's obviously a guy in a suit just chomping on a, like a little matchbox toy or whatever, but that works for me. Watching it in this, where they try to make it so realistic, it's like, it, it, it takes me right out of it. And I'm like, I'm obviously just watching just Pacific Rim or something at this point, And I don't okay, care. Pacific Rim has joy in it. Pacific Rim <laughs> knows it it's though? goofy. <laughs> it, oh, the first Pacific Rim is hilarious and awesome. Yeah. Okay. It, it is just, it. I mean, they they nod towards it in this movie. Like, yes, there's a they shot do. They do. where like Mechagodzilla slams Godzilla's head a couple times into one building, and then slams him straight into the window we're looking through. Like, they they know that they can set up cool shots like that, and there are a few. Yeah, but but they they're just taking it way too seriously. Yes, right. Like the whole thing is is completely straight face, and it's like, dude, it's King Kong versus Godzilla. I had the same problem. Like, okay. <laughs> Here's a hypothesis for you, Chris. Do you think that part of the joy of watching the Toho movies is on some level your brain is going, okay, so that's just two dudes in costumes and a big cardboard city set and they get to smash it. Like, 
I could see myself being that guy someday. Maybe someday I'll get to wear a Godzilla suit and smash yeah. things. Well, like, here's, here's <laughs> what it is for me. It's when I watch those, they're still fun because they have that innocent sense of wonder about them because they're so lo-fi. It's like I watch those and I can totally see a kid in a sandbox or whatever with his toys manufacturing that reality in his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you with- would enjoy a movie about the guy in the suit. Yeah. You know? Yes. And like like a, a movie about the making of those original Godzilla movies and how Probably. just goof among us they were. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, the, the the artistry that goes into them is great. And, you know, you, I mean, you guys know my love for like the the Jerry Anderson uh, marionation shit, like Thunderbirds yeah. and whatever. I mean, the level of detail on that stuff is just astonishing. And so when you translate that to just computer graphics, something is just lost for me. It's just like, it's too perfect. It's too slick. I don't care if it's realistic. I just want to see something fun. And it just, that's not what I got out of these movies at all, especially yeah. this one. Until Kong shows up with like a goddamn giant axe like he's Thor or something. I mean, like I'm like, what in the hell is going on? They just it's went. It's an nuts. axe made out of a Godzilla scale. Yeah, yeah, right. Can like, I? Can I? <laughs> yeah. Can I just say? I think you now you've hit the nail on the head. Now this is where the rubber meets the road because okay. I. I was thinking the same thing. You 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 can't look at this movie and say it's not realistic because who gives a shit? You can't look at this movie and say there's not enough action or there's too much action. It's just ultimately it's it's not enjoyable. It's silly and dumb. Yeah. I, I I can't think of a reason to it's, watch it. It's the I, same problem I have uh, as as the Transformers movies. Right. It's just like suddenly I'm like I this is a, a, a sort of a stupidity overload. I can't take it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the the perfect uh, analogy in this movie is the fact that it's a hollow Earth because this movie is totally hollow at its center, and it's <laughs> just there's no escaping the literal uh, connection to that metaphor because it's just so dumb. I'm like, I don't care one way or the other. And then yeah. you know you got these human people walking around, and you don't they're not fleshed out characters at all. But then they go one step further and they do, okay, so we've got Kong in here, so giant primate. So let's have the primatologist that can talk to him with the sign language, like we've seen in Congo, like we've seen in Rampage, like we've seen in every goddamn movie about a monkey. She's definitely Gorillas in the Mist. I yeah. think there's a definite Jane Goodall attempt yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so and I went back and a cute little kid yeah. that can talk to the monster, which yeah. is a very Toho thing. Really. So, yeah. Well, but then they even went one step further. I mean, that's like you can go to like Mighty Joe Young. They just lifted that straight up for that ton of motif. Uh, it's just come on. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, uh, whatever. I guess they got to humanize it somewhat. But again, it's just giant monsters that are supposed to duke it out. And I just don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, 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 okay, I've got a couple more observations here. By far the best part of this movie despite how ridiculous the whole fucking thing is in the first place, was when they get to Hollow Earth. And I think that that's because that was where, if we're going for spectacle, I'm seeing at least some effort at creativity, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. we're messing with gravity, and there's these serpent monsters that Kong fights, and that's like the best fight in the movie, is, is there's this monster you haven't seen before, and it seems to be pretty badass, and there's a pretty pretty good knockdown drag out fight this is the novelty factor right can i can i can i point out like one quick thing since you brought it up because this is yeah. a, this was in my notes as well that whole thing is a ripoff of a choose your own adventure book 
There's a choose your own <laughs> adventure you where they go into a tunnel in the ground. They go into the hollow earth. And at one point, like one of the bad decisions I remember is you, you fall in this tunnel and then you're caught between both gravities and you mm-hmm. die there eventually because you can't go <laughs> up or down. <laughs> wow. But, but what they didn't do is, you know, what they could have done is bring Godzilla down to hollow earth. And have a fight between Kong and Godzilla yeah. where they're throwing each other between different gravities and shit like that, right? Yeah. Like, that would have been a cool fight. I think that's they probably... Didn't go there. I think that's probably what I was annoyed with the most is that they, they went to all that trouble to set up this whole hollow earth thing and then mm-hmm. they don't pay it off in any way, shape, or form. It's just sort of, oh, it's just... Yeah. It's, he's there so he can get the axe so that yeah. he can have a weapon, and then now suddenly he's back in Hong Kong. And <laughs> so then, now he's go. leveled up. Yeah, basically, that's like, all it was. <laughs> he's like, okay, th- 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 there's family down there. I was, yeah, I was kind of expecting, okay, we're going to have a, a few Kongs, and uh-oh, we're going to have a few Godzillas, and we're going to have, like, you know, when right. you're a jet, you're a jet all the way between yes. Kongs and uh, Godzillas. But, oh the, but there's nobody yes. there, and yet the- and son of Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, but what I don't understand is, who made that door? Who made that thing in the floor where you put the axe? Who built the throne? It's like, don't think what expulsion of disbelief, Eric. Yeah, (laughs) get it out of your head. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, but but does that mean then that 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 Kongs used to be engineers, but they got dumber? Uh, I guess I don't know. The whole thing is just the whole thing is just poorly thought out it's just like they thought oh this will be cool this will be cool this will be cool and it's just all strung together like some weird pastiche but none of it none of it really resonates that was my other observation you can have big dumb cgi spectacles if you can hang them on characters you care about that is the thing that kevin feige constantly says in interviews is what makes marvel work is that they did the time and they spent the money to cast good actors in these characters and you get invested in the characters. Yeah. And and then they happen to also be space wizards and and punch each other. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not so much. I yet. have no investment in any of the characters. Like like everything with Millie Bobby Brown makes no sense. First of all, it really makes no sense if you haven't seen Godzilla King of the Monsters right. because they don't set her character up at all. They just assume you've seen it. And at the end of the movie, she's in Hong Kong. She's been, you know, she's traveled literally halfway across the globe. The city's in rubble. And what's she doing when she walks out? She's looking for her dad. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you think he was there? He was, but there was no reason for the character to think that. It, there's just nothing. Yeah. There's no character what? work. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and that poor guy who plays her dad was like, "What? why am I in another one of these? And he's got that look <laughs> on his face like, what? Huh? Yeah. And then, well, huh? What? It just, 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 yeah. yeah, there was, there was nothing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is they set these things up like they're supposed to be some sort of connected monster verse. Yeah, <laughs> uh, universe, and they don't like at the end of Godzilla King of the Monsters. Like Charles Dance shows up in the cutscene at the end, and he's getting the severed head of Ghidorah, and then Charles Dance, his character, never shows up in this one at all. But, but the severed head of but Ghidorah the severed does. head, yeah. It's like so they they just it's just lazy. It's lazy, 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 and it's so <laughs> obnoxious. But I think what said it, I think my wife put it best is like when it started, and you get that Bobby Vinton song with Kong. Like lazing about oh, right. over the, the mountain across drops. the sea, and it's like this is just the wrong song for this. I mean, this why <laughs> what? And then you get like "Loving Arms" by Elvis Presley for the boat yep. towing. 
uh, you get like the air that I breathe at the end. I mean, like none of these songs fit. They're just, they're not good needle drops. It's like, so all the, obviously the people working on this thing just had no idea what the hell they were doing. It's like, oh, well this scene goes here and we'll plug it with this one. And then, yeah, we're done. It's like, it's like it was written by an AI. Right? Basically, that's more or less what it was. But I got to the point where I'm just watching the movie and I would drift off. And then I, instead of like the Cisco thong song, I just started going, let me see your Kong. I wish I had had that fluid of an experience watching this. But unfortunately, HBO Max was pausing every 10 seconds for me. So this really? film was actually probably an hour longer for wow. me than it was for you. Because it just kept stopping. And I'm so That's dedicated amazing. to this fucking podcast that I watched it all the way through. <laughs> well, I mean, you did walk out on the last movie we did with Godzilla. So I'm, not, I'm surprised that you stuck it out. That's, yeah. that's dedication well, right there. Because I got to sit on my couch, I think. Yeah. But, I, uh, I maybe got more out of this. So I, I legit, I rented out a theater uh, and watch <laughs> this just because nice. I wanted to, if I'm going to sit through this particular movie, I would very much like a really big screen yeah. and a really loud sound right. system. Like if I'm sure I got more out of this because I did that than if I had watched it at home. Yeah. Um, mm. Because yeah, fine on a big screen. Yes. That last 20 minutes, that thing that you paid your, your money to go see. Yes. That is probably the best Godzilla Kong fight ever put to film. Right? Like yeah. it is, it is a big dumb spectacle, and they're like, "Yes, we're gonna spend U.S. blockbuster money on this shit," and here it is. Well, it's paying but, off handsomely, so yeah, nice. But, but yeah, I mean, so maybe. I went, but my, you know you what? Know, I don't think me. you have the experience that I had of having things pause every ten and seconds because <laughs> HBO Max couldn't cash the goddamn so, film. What is it with HBO Max? Yeah, I don't have that problem. I think we it's don't have you, that problem. Yeah, it's because you live near a, a nuclear reactor or something. Yeah, I mean, I Eric's, Eric's internet sucks. Yeah. Okay, there's a reason why Incredible Hulk is a meme on this show. Okay, it's because Eric <laughs> keeps dropping out. his connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah, the question like, is, I didn't realize you could get internet for three dollars a month, but apparently you've managed <laughs> to do it. <laughs> How do you think you could afford two hundred dollars of video games all at once? All I, all I know is I've seen other posts online where people are like, "There's caching problems with HBO." Every time I try and go through the menus, they stick because they're not getting the commands very fast. It's, it's I don't have this problem with Netflix or any of the other services. HBO Max, big ass problem. Buy some more weird. service, weird. Place, you That's bastards. That's so weird. Well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I've been you. I've been having nothing but but good performance out of it. So I think it's just bad luck. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like also, you're probably watching this movie when it when it first hit, and they probably got their servers absolutely creamed. Yeah. Um, That's true. Well, you know. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: uh, Have we still uh, answered the question as why the design of Godzilla is so ridiculous on these movies. Like, why is his head so tiny? Did we ask, did we figure that one out before? Eh. Uh, no. <laughs> He's got like this giant ass, these big old legs, big hips, and then he just tapers off to this like tiny, pointy, tiny little head, and he looks like one of the lizard guys from the Super Mario Brothers movie to me. It's like, I, I can't escape it. I oh, guess they're I just g- trying to distinguish it from the 
the Roland Emmerich Godzilla and also the man in suit and make it not look like a person in a suit, but it it doesn't work. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, Inbreeding. There aren't a whole lot of Godzillas, and (laughs) so he's sort of the the pinhead, dumb, you know, like offspring of the remaining Godzilla. Well, also, this Godzilla is just a stegosaurus on its hind legs, really. Yeah. Like, that's basically what And he's got, like, glowing uh, armature when he does the nuclear blast. I mean, it's just, and I mean, again, it's like you watch this, you're like, uh, in, in any real world physics, there's no way any of this would happen because. There's no way that that thing can stand up <laughs> under its own power. I mean, it's just not going to happen. But then you just start going, okay, bring it back, bring it back. It's a giant monster movie. But then I start looking, I'm like, why is this even happening? Kong would just get crushed immediately because he's about half the size of Godzilla. He doesn't have any laser breath. <laughs> you know, it's like, how is this fight even going on? Yeah. It's because Kong is plucky. That's all I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he has opposable thumbs and he has tools now. Yeah. How come, how come Kong has fur and but every time he's in like in near or causing explosions, he, his fur doesn't get singed. Yeah. Well, no, I, mean, they, I I have a bigger problem with the idea that we're supposed to somehow be on the side of you know let's say King Kong. Even though in that one sequence at, in the ocean, he got like double or triple the body count of Pearl Harbor. And yeah. yet what? We're still on his side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. None of it makes sense. But then at the end, when they, they finally bring out Mecha Godzilla, which is like the big reveal. And then I guess if you're a 12 year old kid, you're supposed to go, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Unless you've seen Pacific Rim. Uh, and <laughs> or it's Transformers. Like, yeah, and then it's like they, and it totally doesn't pay off. I mean, it's just like then all uh, of a sudden it's the enemy of your enemy is your friend. So I, now let's I team was, up. There was also was a great on it. There was also a great uh, "I am Khan" moment when <laughs> he says it's a robot Godzilla. Yes, yes. Proper response given what you're looking at. No, yeah, it's Mecha Godzilla. Why? Mecha because Godzilla. the kid. The kid saw the original Mechagodzilla movie. I'm not quite sure <laughs> why. It's like an inside thing that that every anyone else would be like, huh? Why? Yeah. I, I'm surprised they didn't just cut away to the commercial for the toy. Now at yeah. Walmart, Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, but, God. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, they tried. They tried. I mean, if you if you watch the original uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, I mean, it's like they spent a lot of time doing the the pan ups of the robot. And then he's got like the hand that twirls around and shoots rockets and whatever. And they tried but to catch so that much wonder. cooler in the seventies one. That's what like, I'm saying. They, they failed to make it as cool as the seventies Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. They had all the ideas there and they just didn't execute yeah. them with as much panache or joy. Oh, yeah. Something else I didn't quite understand. Maybe you can explain it to me. Uh, so they need the full power of the stuff in the the hollow earth right that's what this is all about for uh you know the the hispanic elon musk is to get the the power source out of the yeah they need the unobtainium right so they have the robot (laughs) look at it and suddenly they have the power all the way over at the lab like do they have transporters how did they get the thing from there to the lab and because that takes less than 10 seconds before they're like all right we're online they unlike you they have really good internet eric 
so they could just download it. <laughs> really? Yeah, Eric's like, why yeah. wasn't that buffering every 10 <laughs> yeah, like, minutes? Okay. <laughs> this is bullshit. That's I know, yeah, okay. But like, like seriously, <laughs> what is the logic? Why are they... Are they I saying that they, that they, they like, like 3D did, printed oh, it or something? Like a DNA type, you know, sequencing scan and were able to recreate the thing or who knows? Yeah. It, who knows? They made Mecha Godzilla for fuck's sake, you know. They I I guess, but yeah. it's like at some point yeah, something has to be real. At some point it can't all be nonsense otherwise I can't follow it. That's yeah. one where it was just like, look, really tell me what are you trying to say you just did? Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I'm, but I'll give it, I mean, it's, if you go back and watch the, f- the first Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, which I did just as a refresher, uh, that is good an, for you. That is an infinitely better movie than whatever this thing is. Uh, even though Kong is not in that earlier movie, you get like King Caesar, which is like a giant food dog ape thing that just shows up in the last 20 minutes. Uh, oh, that's right. I and forgot then, about yeah. that. <laughs> so it's like the Kong substitute. They literally, I mean, it's all, it almost feels like that's what they did was just uh, kind of take that basic story, but then say, okay, well, instead of King Caesar, we'll do Kong. But it's like that whole movie is literally just aliens building a robot to fight Godzilla. And then all of the shenanigans for the first like hour and 10 minutes. And then, oh crap, we got to do giant monsters. So here's the last 20 and then it's the throwdown, and then you're done. Well, okay, that's the so- template. The origins of this Mechagodzilla, according to this movie, right? He's built in facilities around the world. Parts are shipped to Hong Kong. Um, He is being piloted by one dude in a, a VR suit, but really he's using a neural interface between two different heads of the dead King Ghidorah, Mm -hmm. and then they cut off the pilot and Mechagodzilla is self-aware or controlling himself. So is he in fact like the ship of Theseus version of King Ghidorah then? Is he like Mecha King Ghidorah in a Godzilla mech? Uh, but, But then you can spill coffee or liquor or whatever on some other computer and now he doesn't work. Yeah. It's just, it's astonishing how the whole thing just unravels when they flick like one switch, you know? At least, at least the kid didn't actually hack the password. Like this kid has had no purpose in the movie except shows up to do the hack. Except he doesn't do the hack. Yeah, right. Well, that's the twist. And that's another character. Like he's not even in any of the other fucking movies. And then all of a sudden he's like her best friend. It's like what the hell is going on? It's like I don't have any context for any of this, even though I've seen the previous movies. It was just terrible. But looking uh, back on it, it's like, so of these four new MonsterVerse movies, uh, I'm going to have to say that Kong Skull Island is actually the, the good Same movie. here. It is. Same here. It is. And I was trying to figure out why that might be. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Apart from, yeah, apart from the cast. And I think it's, for me, it's because they actually had sense enough to set it in like 1971 or whatever. And so it still has the feel and flavor of the Toho movies even though mm-hmm. it's a totally overproduced Hollywood spectacle thing. Yeah. And that, to me, is what sells it I, for me. I also liked, like, as someone who knows, like, the original, like, you know, the the the, the 1930-whatever movie, yeah. they take all of the those story elements and they actually show you this is where history changed. It's right. like, we're going to specifically mm-hmm. make this and this different. That's right. why everything is happening. And I'm like, that's that's fun. And it, and it's fun, but yeah, then you look at 
whatever they've got now. And it's just, it's like you say, it's just, it's no fun. It's joyless. It's hollow. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once that's my problem is once everything gets this ungrounded, it, it, it's like, I, yeah, I can't connect to it in even the slightest way. The, yeah. the Transformers movies, same thing. I watched one of those and I was like, I don't, Ooh. I don't understand yeah, I don't, how yeah. I'm supposed to, I don't get the scale. I don't get the reasoning. I don't get the logic. It's like, yeah. I don't know why I'm watching this. This is a tech reel for, uh, digital effects. Yeah. And it's just astonishing so, that something like this costs like $200 million. Yeah. It's like, for what? For what? Just put a guy in suit stomping on Legos and you got a better movie. That's just my <laughs> That That's actually true. I agree with you, Kong Skull Island is the best of these four, although really the best one of all of these is the first Pacific Rim. I recommend a rewatch <laughs> on that over any of this stuff. Well, I mean, it's the closest proximity. But I will tell you this, I went back, I watched Rampage with Dwayne Johnson, and oh, that, is, that, oh, is no. a, that is a much better movie than this thing. <laughs> it is a better you. movie than this. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Uh, just because the, the way that they interject the human characters is much more effective and it's just not like oh they're just there and then suddenly got to get out of the way for the monster showdown so everything about that movie actually seemed like it had thought behind it whereas kong versus godzilla is like nope dude okay here's my pitch all right we get we get godzilla and king kong and they end up facing off against the animal things from rampage right yeah and then uh the pacific rim r- robot thing shows up to do battle with them and then my favorite monster from a monster movie shows up Charlize their own from monster and threatens to like cut their balls off and murder them on like and stick them in the side of a ditch and she does that <laughs> kind of like i'm i'm ugly too yeah. kind of performance oh yeah that'd be the monster Hold- monster 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 yeah. movie Hey, hold that, on. I'm going to write a better movie than yeah. this one. <laughs> I'm going to write you a check right now for $300 million. Go make it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> no, I'm All right. That, I think the only thing I can add is this, that if they decide to go on with these things, uh, they definitely need to do something in the hollow earth because that's where Kong ends up. They need to yeah. have some sort of monster throwdown in the hollow earth. You know what I'm saying? Please. They don't, but uh, okay. That, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm, 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 I say bring on Gamera. Because mm-hmm. he's really neat and he's full of turtle meat. Yeah, even though he's not the uh, yeah, not the I, same yeah whatever. But yeah, We're I got already you. throwing Charlie's Theron at this shit. So let's <laughs> yeah, bring, bring bring back the Gamera verse. Bring back the Gamera verse. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think we've beaten this to death. Uh, this is the Magnificent the Huge podcast. Check us out every week. We're a bunch of old dudes talking about movies and stuff, and uh, you can. Find us on Twitter. We are at MagHuge. It's M-A-G-H-U-G-E. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're the Magnificently Huge Podcast. We're on Facebook. We're the Magnificently Huge Podcast. We have a website where you can find all of our old episodes of the show. That's also MagHuge. MagHuge.com. Check it out. It's got a link. You can email us at MagnificentlyHuge at gmail.com. You could do all of that stuff before you realized, oh, wait, it would have been simpler to just subscribe to the podcast. So ignore everything I said and just click the damn subscribe button already. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, fellas. Talk to you next week. Ciao, ciao.